It's Mindset Monday, coming at you with energetic and tactical tips to help you level up your life and your week. Let's get it. Did you know we're in the midst of the Great Resignation? 4.3 million Americans left their jobs in August without seeking a new one. If you want to become a corporate dropout like me, but you need help creating an exit plan, I can help. Whether you need corporate exit coaching, business coaching, or you're seeking help to step into the best version of yourself, I'd love to connect with you. Listeners of the Corporate Dropout Podcast can book a complimentary discovery call with me. Visit alasiacitro.com slash dropout. That's A-L-E-S-S-I-A-C-I-T-R-O dot com slash dropout to book your free coaching call today. Hello, friends. Happy New Year. I am so excited to be kicking off 2022 with an episode that should be pretty timely. So last week, we discussed goal-setting frameworks and how to set goals that serve the big picture and why that you hold for your life. But because all goals boil down to action, today we're going to talk about how to create habits that stick in order to make consistent action easier. So there is this guy, BJ Fogg. He is a Stanford-based behavioral expert, and he found that people fail with habit creation because they take on too much at once. So for example, rather than starting out with a fitness habit that is just 10 minutes in a home routine initially, instead we start off big with a two-hour gym routine. And the problem with that is that it completely upends our life. And so once that initial enthusiasm wears off, our motivation plummets and we stop going to the gym and we drop the habit altogether. And so Fogg makes the argument that the key is starting small. You want to make it so easy that you can keep doing it. This makes you feel good, and feeling good creates new wiring and neural pathways that will make the habit stick. So in his book, Tiny Habits, Fogg shares that there are three key variables that drive human behavior. And they are motivation, ability, and prompts. So your motivation is the desire to do something. Ability is your capacity to do it. And prompts are the stimuli that trigger the action. What he says about motivation is that it's great for one-off feats, but not for sustained change. Motivation can wane. And so it needs to be something that you have the ability to do and that you can do without much or any friction once that motivation has faded. And so what you can do is you can design prompts that trigger your desired behaviors or desired habits. For example, Fogg, the author, wanted to work on his fitness. And so he looked for a prompt that would happen multiple times a day that he could attach a behavior to. And what he chose was going to the bathroom. So every time he flushed the toilet, he did two push-ups. So it's quick. Two push-ups would take you, you know, what? Less than five seconds to complete. It's easy to do. And years later, the author is still doing push-ups every time he goes to the bathroom. So there are a few things to consider when you design the prompt that will get you to perform the action to create the habit that you're looking for. And so the three considerations are location, frequency, and theme. For example, if you work in an office, 
doing push-ups in the office bathroom might not work. Whereas if you work from home, that might be a great prompt. The next thing is frequency. So if it's something that you need to do once a day, for example, taking vitamins or medication, pair that habit with something that you do only once a day, maybe like taking a shower. And the theme is important too. So let's say that you want to create a habit of vacuuming the living room once a week. Pairing that with brushing your teeth won't work. For one thing, the frequency doesn't match because you're brushing your teeth probably at least twice a day and you only want to vacuum the living room, you know, once a week or whatever it is. The location of the behaviors doesn't mesh either because you're not brushing your teeth in your living room and the theme isn't aligned. So you got to get alignment on the three factors in order to increase the odds of making this a habit that becomes automatic. Now, most of you have heard of or read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he uses a method called habit stacking. So if you have a current habit, so for example, brushing your teeth when you wake up, you add in a new habit right after it that matches in location, frequency, and theme. And then there are other strategies that you can use too. One of them being to remove friction to create a new habit, or if you want to break a habit by introducing friction. So I'll give you an example. We had to put a lock on our pantry door because my daughter would snack all day long if we didn't. And so the unintended consequence of the lock on the pantry door is that my husband stopped snacking too. This small amount of friction created by needing to unlock the door is what broke the habit. Because again, it took the automatic action out of it. Now he had to think about unlocking the door, do the action, and it was enough to say, actually, no, I don't need to snack right now. And so another um, a friction reduction example might be that you want to begin running every morning. So what can you do to remove the friction in order to make that easier to do? You could lay out your workout clothes the night before and put your running shoes right there too, you know, right by the bed or right by uh, where you brush your teeth. This will serve as a prompt and reduce the friction. And I've read somewhere, I can't remember where it was, it might have even been in Atomic Habits, that when you're starting to create this habit of running every day, you know what, maybe all you end up getting done is just putting your running shoes on and that's it. Or maybe it's taking a couple steps. That sounds so insignificant, but shavings make a pile and it's these little actions that will start to rewire. There are a few more things that you can do to make habits stick too. So the first is to reward yourself. There are habit tracking apps. Uh, one that I use is called Productive and it will track your habits in streaks. So for example, maybe at seven days in a row of performing this new habit that you're looking to create, you treat yourself to something. And so you're going to get a dopamine hit from seeing the streak build up and from the reward, which is going to help you wire in the new habit. Another thing that you can do is you can prime your environment to support you. So let's say eating healthy is a habit you want to create. Eliminate all the junk food from your house. Eliminate the temptation. And you also are going to want to start hanging out with people who also prioritize and exhibit this behavior. So if you're in groups where your desired behavior is normal, it's going to make it that much easier for you to stick with it. 
And the final thing with all of this is just to give yourself grace. So it's said that it takes 21 days to form a habit, although I recently learned it's actually 68. Um, (laughs) Apparently 21 is easier to sell. So don't bite off too much at once. Start really small and start with the most desired habit. Then layer in another when that habit becomes easy and no sooner than 10 days after starting the first one. Then after that, if it's feeling easy, then you can start stacking. And, you know, here's the thing. If you have an all or nothing attitude, which I have absolutely had before and sometimes still do in certain areas of life, just acknowledge, become aware of it and work to dump that attitude because you don't want to let perfect be the enemy of good or better than before. So I hope that this was helpful. I wish you all the luck in achieving your new year's resolutions. Here is to the best year of your life yet. Claim it. And I'll see you back here on Wednesday. What you track grows. Grow what matters with the 90-Day Cycle to New Habits Journal and stay focused on what will move your business forward. Pick up your copy today at 90dayhabits.co and use code CITRO, that's C-I-T-R-O, for 10% off. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If today's episode added value to your life in some way, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share it with someone who needs this. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram and hear how the show has inspired you. So tag me or slide into the DMs. Find me at Corporate Dropout Official or Alessia Citro. That's A-L-E-S-S-I-A-C-I-T-R-O and two underscores. Until next time, remember that you're a badass, stay focused, stay hungry, and dare to drop out.